Oh, what is the upskies, everybody? Did you just get goosebumps from that music the same way that I did when I heard that? Oh my goodness. So, welcome back to another episode of the GX GamerCast. This is episode 35, and we are going back to the retro game log because... Is that what I'm calling it? No, the retro backlog. There we go. So, this is my kind of a mini... A series within a series where I'm going back through some of the old kind of classics that um, I didn't necessarily play growing up, and this game here, Super Castlevania 4, has been on my hit list for a very, very long time. We're talking over a decade here. I have been, uh, I've been meaning to play this game, so um, I never grew up with this game. I didn't have it. I never played it growing up. It's just something that I've always wanted. So before we get into the Castlevania talk too much, Let's go back and talk about what I have been up to over the last week. So I'm going to talk about what movies, TV shows, and video games I have been playing. So let's talk about some of the video games that I have been playing. So uh, kind of the big one that I was craving the most over the last week. So I just finished the, the Last of Us television show. I loved it so much. And uh, there's an episode in it where uh, it kind of goes into one of the DLCs. And I was like, whoa, I never actually played that DLC. So I went back and played The Last of Us Left Behind, and uh, whoa, dude, that was just a real treat to play through. I haven't played The the Last of Us for a, a few years now since I played, um, I believe I played the remake, the PS4 remake, like uh, two years ago for Halloween, and I just didn't, played a few hours of it, and I just didn't, I didn't feel like playing it that much more than that, but... Now I really got the Last of Us bug, so I played through the DLC, really enjoyed that. It was like three hours, maybe three, four hours maximum, and it was just awesome, man. I loved uh, going back and seeing Ellie, and uh, yeah, it was a really nice story. The gameplay was uh, it was refreshing kind of to go back and um, deal with clickers and all that, so that was really fun. I enjoyed doing that. I also am still playing through Detroit Become Human on my YouTube channel, so... Again, I just, I really like Detroit Become Human, big fan of Heavy Rain, and I think Detroit Become Human, uh, I don't know if I like it better than Heavy Rain, because Heavy Rain just means so much to me, it's just a real personal game, but Detroit Become Human's really good, so if you want to see me going through that game, or if you've never checked it out before, check out a couple episodes on the YouTube channel, the link is down below, uh, double upload on Saturdays, I moved the... The uploads, you still get two videos on uh, Saturdays. I just moved them from 6 a.m., so you get one at 6 in the morning and one at 6 p.m. I don't know. I just felt like spreading them out instead of... I used to do six, like, 15 minutes apart, so I just felt like spreading the love a little bit. I don't know. See how that goes, so if you have any opinions about that. But anyway, uh, still really uh, enjoying Detroit Become Human. I may play some of that more today. I played quite a bit of it yesterday. had a really good session uh, playing it, it's, uh, I really like that game, so, again and again, I keep saying how much I like that game, it's just really solid, and I got into, um, I've had this itch to, uh, re-play the Mass Effect series, so, I, once that Legendary Edition got announced, I was like, my eyebrows were so highly raised, I needed to go see a doctor and, and make sure that they will actually come back down at some point, he said, yeah, you're just extremely, uh, surprised, or something like that, but, uh, so that got announced, and I was like, oh my goodness, I adore the... Ma I, I, yes, I'm going to say I adore the Mass Effect series. I know it's not. It's a very kind of a controversial series. 
Uh, Mass Effect 2 was one of my favorite games ever made, and I know how people feel about Mass Effect 1, how they feel about Mass Effect 3, and how they feel about Mass Effect Andromeda. I like all of them. I even liked Andromeda. Even though the story sucked, I thought the gameplay was arguably the best in the series. 3 was a ton of fun as well, but 2 is my gem. That's like my baby. I love Mass Effect 2. So I've had that itch for quite a while now. Like I'm talking a couple years, but I've replayed those games quite a few times now. And But now they, there's a new edition, and I can go out and get the trophies all again. So yeah, I've been playing Mass Effect 1, and I've been playing quite a lot of it. I've gotten quite into it, and I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be doing a GX gamer cast on this game for sure more than likely going to be diving into the whole series at some point here depends how long i i can go into the series before i get burnt out uh i still feel really good i'm almost actually done mass effect one already so i've just kind of been crushing it having a good time nostalgic yes it has a lot of problems but uh i'll talk more in depth about uh mass effect on a, a later episode maybe in a week or two we'll talk about that but um yeah, man, really enjoying Mass Effect. I love the the legendary edition so far. And uh, yeah, we'll be talking about Mass Effect here pretty shortly, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So that'll be good. That'll be coming up. And um, what else have I been playing? Um, uh, I think that, yeah, that's just about it. I did finally get my hands on a copy of the Metroid Prime Remastered. Uh, so that is wicked. I am going to be, I hope I can get to that at some point this year. I feel really strongly about that because, oh no, just going through my uh, Nintendo Switch library recently, I just feel like I'm actually kind of running out of Nintendo Switch games that I own. That, uh, yeah, my library is getting a little thin there, so I got to start adding some games. So if you have any good recommendations for Nintendo Switch games that maybe aren't Nintendo brand, maybe some hidden gems on there, I'm all ears for some suggestions. I, uh, I have 13 Sentinels. I'm going to uh, get to that really soon. Uh, Final Fantasy VIII is on my radar because I just, I know it's a controversial game. I've never played it. But uh, that game's actually important to me in a weird way that I'll probably have to talk about in an episode someday. So I want to play that game finally. And uh, Final Fantasy VII I want to play because I've only gotten about halfway through. Anyway, if you have any good suggestions for Nintendo Switch games, preferably if you could focus in on something that would be excellent to play handheld, that would be uh, preferred. Thank you very much. So yeah, looking a little bit for Nintendo Switch games, but finally got my hands on a copy of Metroid Prime Remastered. Heard nothing but great things about it. Uh, pretty much everybody that I, I know that has a Nintendo Switch has played this and loved it. So yes, I'm looking forward to it. I've never actually played through Metroid Prime. I feel like I, I own all the I own them all, but I've never actually played through any of them, sadly. So uh, yes, I still have the Metroid still have the Metroid bug from uh, playing Metroid Dread just a uh, not that long ago. You can go back and listen to my review if you're interested in that. So that would be great. So. That's about all the games that I am playing right now. I uh, also picked up, just randomly, I'm going to throw in there, I picked up Dragon's Dogma, another game that has been on my radar ever since I saw it, ever since it released. It's just always been there. I thought it looked really, really cool. And uh, yeah, just time has passed. It's kept getting re-released and uh, kept, yeah, just kind of kept missing it. I saw it on sale. It was like $8, so I downloaded it. And yeah, so I finally own Dragon's Dogma. And 
I hear a lot of great things about the combat in that game, so I'm hoping I can get to that as well at some point this year. Just another game added to the backlog, man. I can't resist it. When a game like when a game that is on my radar is under $10, I mean, I really can't resist it. So if anyone has um, anything to say about Dragon's Dogma, hit me up on Twitter, an email, or you can message me on YouTube as well. Again, all the links are down below. And I would also like to hear if you, whatever you're playing right now, you want to let me know what you're playing or watching or any good movies you've watched, hit me up, man. Let me know what you're watching, what you're doing. I'm very interested to hear what people are playing. Everyone's kind of on different pages, right? There's so many video games out there. So I love hearing about what people are playing because generally people are playing a lot of different things so I'm always open to hear what y'all are playing so hit me up Alright, in terms of television shows, I'm still uh, going through what we do in the shadows. I am on season 3 now. A really solid show. I would say it's a good show now. Again, Colin Robinson is the best. I love that guy. Also still going through King of the Hill. I mean, I mean, if I who doesn't like King of the Hill, man? I mean, come on. God damn it, Bobby. But Love King of the Hill. It's it's a, There's a lot of episodes, so I'm very slowly going through it. I watched it growing up as a child, but didn't really understand how funny that show actually is. It's a little bit... You need to be a little bit older to understand how funny that show is, but it's an all-timer, man. King of the Hill is phenomenal. And my wife and I have been watching uh, the F1 Drive to Survive on Netflix. And, uh, yeah, I... I I, I can't say I'm I'm a bit of a bandwagon fan or whatever. I never knew a darn thing about F1 other than that it involves vehicles, very fast vehicles. Um, can't say I've ever knew a thing about it until this television show, Drive to Survive, showed up on Netflix. Instantly got addicted to it with my wife. And then I played some of the video games. They're also extremely good video games. So, yes, I am quite into that. The This season's been pretty good. Really interesting uh, it's hard to stay away from any of the F1 news because we try to just keep it to uh, watching the show. So really interesting this season with all the new rules and stuff. So yeah, I would say it's the most interesting season so far. It's a very quality show. So if you're enjoying that, let me know what you think of the newest season so far. And it's a highly recommended show. Even if you, again, if you don't like F1, I didn't like it. But this is a great, this is just good entertaining stuff to watch. So really cool. And, uh, yeah, that is about everything that I have been watching, playing, and, uh, oh, I just want to touch on the fact that Resident, Resident Evil 4 Remake has just recently dropped. The reviews are out of control, so I am just so happy that I, I really had no worries that that game was going to be nothing short of a masterpiece, Resident Evil 4. They have such a fantastic structure to build off of Resident Evil 4. Again, one of the earlier episodes I did of the GX GamerCast, I talked about uh, my time with Resident Evil 4. And if you listen to that, you may re recall that it's one of my favorite games of all time. So, uh, yes, I am excited. I will be getting my hands on it at some point. But I am still quite a little bit behind on the Resident Evil franchise. I still have a few Resident Evil games I need to play. Resident Evil 8, I still want to get through. And uh, the original Resident Evil, I've I've seen the game. I'm aware of the game. I've just never personally played it. I've watched people play it. I just never haven't I haven't gone through it myself. So I would like to play the the remake of it uh, because I mean it looks good and I want to try it. So that would be fun. 
Uh, I mean, it's not, I don't have to play that, but yeah, I'm willing to wait a little bit for the price to go down on Resident Evil 4, kind of let uh, everybody else talk about it and go crazy about it, and yeah, and uh, I'll get to it when I get to it, but oh my goodness, I it looks phenomenal, I'm trying to stay away from anything related to it, I don't want to see anything, and uh, I just want to, when I get when the time comes and I get my hands on it, I will play it, I will enjoy it, and then I will talk about it when I am ready, so uh, if you've had your hands on it you know uh, don't spoil anything for me please and thank you just let me know if you're enjoying it and all that stuff what system did you get it for i heard that it's also going to be on uh, previous gen or just on ps4 i think that's that's kind of incredible i'm i'm going to just get it on playstation 5 when again the time is right okay so let me know what you've been up to and uh let's get into the castlevania 4 talk So I want to start with my history with Castlevania, and yes, I never played Super Castlevania 4 play, uh, growing up, but I did play Castlevania, the original Castlevania on the Nintendo. When I was about 8 or 9 years old, I remember playing it with my sister and a couple of uh, my dad's, whatever, anyway, some other kids that were around at that time. And uh, yeah, all we can remember of that game is, of course, it was extremely hard, which the Castlevania series is known for, a little bit notorious for especially those original that original trilogy on the Nintendo was particularly the third one but yeah we played that quite a bit we didn't get far in it at all maybe a level or two but we replayed those quite a bit quite a bit so I was familiar with Castlevania growing up I was a fan of it I was always like oh I wonder it took me a long time to figure out which one I was playing if I was playing Castlevania 1 or if I was playing Castlevania 3 I knew for sure I wasn't playing Castlevania 2 that is a an infamous game in the series that one I have actually never played at all but um you know I've I've seen a lot of that game and I think it has some charm to it but it definitely has some problems maybe I'll someday I will play that I don't think so but anyway uh, it was actually Castlevania 1 that we were playing back in the day. And, um, yeah, man, it was brutally hard, but there was something about that game we really liked. It was a little bit scary, even though, yes, I know, well, the game came out in the late 80s, the original Castlevania. So, even for us growing up, that game kind of scared me. And so did the Friday the 13th game on the original uh, Nintendo, not the Super Nintendo, the original Nintendo. Those two games really scared me growing up. You're talking, uh, again, I was a young child, okay? So, yes, even though the graphics are quite primitive, Castlevania and Friday the 13th scared me growing up. So, um, yeah, a little bit scared of going too far into that game. So I didn't stick with those uh, early Nintendo Castlevanias for too much. Never got close to beating them. But uh, my appreciation for Castlevania continued onwards with... Angry Video Game Nerd. You might have heard of that guy. I don't know. He's kind of an underground... I don't know. I don't think a lot of people might have heard of him. Anyway, uh, my best buddy, Billy, he introduced me to AVGN, Angry Video Game Nerd, a long time ago. 
And AVGN's been around for a long time. He was making those angry video game nerd videos in like 2004, and then he was making stuff way before that. Anyway, um, we grew up, we went, uh, grew up in high school together, and we just adored AVGN videos, man. We, they were so freaking funny. I loved the Bugs Bunny episodes, especially. Uh, and he was just, you know, it's in the title. He was very angry, and oh man, we used to giggle so freaking much watching those back in the day on old school YouTube back in the heyday of like 2007 when there weren't so many stupid ads on YouTube. Oh my goodness, every single day I complain about the ads on YouTube, but um, yeah, man, I watched a lot of AVGN, and the one that, one of the earlier episodes that really stuck out to me with Angry Video Game Nerd was the Castlevania episodes that he did. He did a, I think it was a three, maybe a four series uh, episodes, or four episode series of Castlevania and it stuck out to me because it was the one of the first if not the first time he was actually talking about games that he liked so originally one of his big first hit videos was him talking about his hatred of Castlevania 2 but in this series he goes he not only goes back and revisits and continues to hate Castlevania 2 but he goes back and appreciates how much he loved Castlevania 1 Castlevania 3, and especially Super Castlevania 4. So, this was kind of the first time I got, I really got eyes and an in-depth look at Super Castlevania 4. So, sadly, I didn't have it growing up. It just is what it is. But I saw this, and I saw angry video game nerd just going over how much he loves this game how perfect it is how the controls are just flawless and he can play it over and over again any day any time of day whenever whatever however i'm going to play super castlevania 4 it's one of his favorite games of all time and i was just i was enamored i was like damn what a what a sell job for for an endorsement for a game I was like I need to get my hands on this so that was in about 2007 so yeah that's in about in and around the time I needed to get Castlevania 4 and I don't know maybe arguably I did I maybe didn't need it that badly because it took me until 2023 until I finally actually played it and got my hands on it now I didn't get my hands on a physical copy because that's just outrageous. Super Nintendo games are very expensive. They've always been expensive. And even more so now than when I was collecting Super Nintendo games, they're even more outrageously priced. And Super Castlevania 4, though it's not the most expensive game in the library, it's still a price in a, in a price range I don't really want to pay. And especially with the handy device called the Nintendo Switch, you can get the the Castlevania collection for in and around $10. And that is the way that I got my hands finally on Super Castlevania 4. So, just getting that out of the way, that is the way that I finally got to experience Super Castlevania 4 was on the Nintendo Switch. So, again, thank you so much, Nintendo Switch, for being an amazing little device. I love you so much. And one of these days, when your time is up, when the day comes, I am going to do an appreciation episode all about you, Nintendo Switch. So, thank you again for letting me experience a game that I've wanted to play for Get almost damn near 20 years now. Okay, so back to me um, 
kind of hunting down Super Castlevania 4. So my buddy Billy and I, we got really into collecting video games together in high school. And Castlevania 4 was always on my hunting list. And I found it a handful of times out in the wild. But uh, the first few times I found it, I think it was $30, $35, maybe $40, $45. Around that price. Now you may be saying... Damn, dude, that's that's a fair price. I would pay that. If I saw it out in the wild today for that price, and it was in good enough shape, I would buy that. But, back in the day, I've seen it for cheaper, I said in my head. And I was like, nah, I'll pass on it, thinking, oh, I'll see tons of these. This is a common game. And I mean, it's not impossible to find. But anyway, we move on. It goes, it goes... I go quite a long time without actually seeing one again for a while, so I start to sweat a little bit. And the next time I find one is at a flea market, and we're talking, this bad boy is really, really damaged. We're talking really damaged. Like, the, the, whatever, the, the, what do you, the cover of the, of the game case was actually gone. Like, the only way that I was able to tell that this was an actual copy of Castlevania 4 was the, the guy selling it put it in a Super Nintendo and Castlevania 4 popped up. He wanted $25 for it and I haggled. I tried my darndest to, to talk him down to 15. I was so stuck on, on going for 15 because I was like, this, this, at this point, I just wanted to play it. I wanted to play it on my Super Nintendo and I just wanted to experience it. I could, I thought at some other point, I'll find a good enough copy. I can switch it out. At this point, just wanted to play it. Guy would not budge. Just wouldn't budge. I will give him respect for, for standing strong on his price. You know, I got to respect that. I, I like a good haggle, but you know, if you're firm, you're firm. But uh, I tried my best, man. That that thing, I was like, it's so damaged, dude. It, like, but couldn't get it. And then I went even more years without seeing it. And then the next time I saw it, now we're talking, it's starting to get into the 60 to $80 range. And I was like, rut row. And at this point, I started realizing there's other ways to play it. Not illegal ways, but there was ways that you can download it on uh, other Nintendo consoles. I just didn't have it. And I was just, the, the interest started to fade away. But I am not going to lie, man. I don't know how many times I have revisited those angry video game Castlevania episodes. Like, I go back to it. I've, I must, especially the Super Castlevania 4 one, because that was just like something I, ch I just wanted to experience so much. And he talked about it so well. And uh, yeah, I watched that episode so, so many times. So, yes, that it was uh, kind of my sad end still to this day. I do not own a physical copy of Super Castlevania 4. And now, I mean, my interest, if I see one now, if I see it for a fair price, yes, I'll, I'll probably pick it up just for nostalgia and just because of how long I've just, because I think it's a, it's a fine story. So I wouldn't mind having that as a little bit of a trophy on my gaming shelf. So with that out of the way, I would also love to hear, I imagine if you're listening to this, you're more than likely aware of Angry Video Game Nerd now. I'm not... I still like him fine. I know he's gone through uh, his ups and downs over the years, but kind of like The Simpsons, I'm always going to cherish those early days, those early handful of seasons and I think the stuff they did is now is fine it's just like you know I just moved on a little bit to other interests but um yeah man love to hear what you guys if you have your favorite episode of angry video game nerd I think I'm still gonna hold on to the uh the Bugs Bunny stuff because I grew up with Bugs Bunny so that one just really hit home but hey let me know which one which was your uh, favorite episode of angry video game nerd or if you don't like him let me know that's fine I would like to hear about that as well Alright, so let's move on now to actually talking about this video game after all my uh, little bit of a build-up to this. So, 
Now I finally got my hands on it, so what did I think about this game? Does it hold up? Did it live up to the hype and all that? So I just want to start out with, uh, I think, the best thing about this video game that instantly gave me the goosebumps, instantly was just like, oh, fuck yeah, and... I think you probably know where I'm going with this. It's the music, man. I mean, the music in this game is absolutely phenomenal. Even today, I love the music. Right out of the gate, the intro music is outstanding. Music all throughout the game is excellent. Some songs, yes, sir. Like, s Like, these things are God-tier amazing songs. And I'm going to do my best to put in uh, as much music as I feel I can without you know, oversaturating the the episode, but uh, lots of very, very good music. You can go out of your way, like, this isn't a long game, so you could basically beat this game probably in and around the same time it would take to, to listen to the soundtrack, so there's that, but I adore the music in this game, and oh my goodness, yes, I absolutely got goosebumps that when I first started this game up, I was like, oh, that needle, 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 just, oh man, that music, like, even though it may be annoying to some people, I maybe with uh, modern ears, I don't know. But for me, it instantly hit the nostalgia. It even reminded me of the original Castlevania because there's a lot of, uh, especially the one level where they kind of go back and revisit and remix some of the original music from the original Castlevanias 1, 2, and 3, which is just a... What a... <laughs> so freaking good. So... Right out of the gate, the music is out of control, so good, sounds so good on the Nintendo Switch, so yeah man, the music absolutely freaking slaps, gotta get that out of the way. And let's talk about, so in terms of other things that hold up, let's talk about the graphics. So this may be a little bit controversial, but uh, in terms of when this game came out on the Super Nintendo, this game came out in 1991. So it's one of the earliest games, Not it wasn't in the launch lineup of the Super Nintendo, but it was in that first year time frame of the Super Nintendo. And I would have to say for an early Super Nintendo game, this game for the time and It's hard for me to say this because I was not even on this earth in 1991. But I would imagine for 1991, this game was pretty out freaking standing looking, man. Like, it pops, especially the first parts of the game with the bright greens. I mean, yes. And in comparison to Castlevania 1... Oh my goodness, what an upgrade. Like, I would think I hold the upgrade from Nintendo to Super Nintendo was one of, like, the biggest. I was just, like, blown away when, um, like, I grew up with both of them, but, um, yeah, I I mean, I didn't really notice that much growing up when I was, like, four and five years old when I first got my hands on these consoles, but when I revisited them, I was just like, oh my goodness, like, I don't want to be, like, mean to the Nintendo, but, like, why play Nintendo games when there's, like, the super version of virtually every game that's worth playing on Nintendo? There's a super version of it on the Super Nintendo. So that was my my mindset when I was collecting. I was like, I'm just going to focus on Super Nintendo because those are the more playable games for me today. So I think the graphics still hold up fine today. I think they're... They're not, I mean, there's a lot of better looking Super Nintendo games. I mean, Chrono Trigger blows this game out of the water in terms of graphics, but it's not a bad looking game. I like at times, the only thing that really bothered me was the actual character model for Simon. I was like, could we not give like the main thing we're going to be looking at in the game just a little bit more detail? I mean, his face is blank. He's, um, I don't know. I feel like he was 
could have used a little bit more detail, honestly. But it is impressive, though, in terms of the detail. Like, they got a lot of things going on in the background. I mean, no, it is no, like, super... Uh, Street Fighter 2 Ultra Mega Super Turbo Combo uh, Mega Mix or whatever all those is. It's not crazy stuff going on in the background like that. Or even, I mean, obviously it's nothing like the modern fighting games or modern 2D uh, side-scrolling games or anything like that, but I thought it was fine, like, I, again, I grew up with this stuff, so I still have that charm for it, I have that nostalgia, and I remember the graphics wars, I remember people going on and on and on about graphics, and that's why, personally, me, I, I don't care that much about graphics, because even back then, I was exhausted early with the graphics talk, I just... I was just all about gameplay. Gameplay is, I was like, well, is it fun? What's the funnest games you have? And then I would play them and just, yeah. So gameplay, again, is the most important thing. But you can't not talk about a Super Nintendo game without talking about the graphics. I mean, the 16-bit wars and all that. But I think for an early contender in the Super Nintendo library, this is a good-looking game, man. Like, it's it's fine today. I played it on, um, I played it on my Switch, but I... I will uh, I will say this now I played it mostly handheld because that's just you know it was a game that I wanted to play on the side when I could but I did play it a couple times on the big screen it looked fine on the big screen it didn't like suffer greatly from being spread out onto a big screen but I played it mostly on the handheld version uh playing it with uh the Joy-Cons were is not ideal for this game I will say that flat out not ideal if you can sit down and play it with a classic controller if you have a pro controller anything like that i would recommend you play it that way it would be better so uh that being said i'll get that out of the way so let's talk about i guess kind of just the generality of the game and controls and then we will get into kind of my level by level uh playthrough of this game because it's not a very long game i will say so we can get through that fairly quickly but I guess if you don't know what Castlevania is, it's a 2D side-scrolling game for the most part. Again, I'm not like ultra mega familiar with the series. I haven't actually beaten any of them other than Super Castlevania 4. I will say after playing through this one, I want to play the all the Game Boy Advance ones because again, the Nintendo Switch is a fantastic system and it, it, there's a advanced collection that I want to get my hands on as well. So um, yes, uh, if you have any opinions on those uh, Super Game Boy, whatever the Game Boy Advance series, let me know what you thought about those games because I've heard great things. I'm wondering. I'm just wondering if they still stand up well today, and I imagine they still do. So I want to play those. I never actually played through um, Symphony, Symphony of the Night, so I know that one has some mixed feelings with fans of the series. But uh, I still would like to do uh, a playthrough of that at some point. So, um, so the Castlevania, you're kind of uh, fighting Dracula. That's kind of the main thing. You're um, kind of a fighter of vampires in a family. I just, I'm just going very basic with this, okay? Like, I, I'm not a good storyteller when it comes to video game stories. It's pretty basic, man. It's a, it's a Super Nintendo game. You're fighting Dracula. You're going on to kill Dracula. You're going through uh, levels, uh, fighting various enemies with your whip, and you have this whip, and that's a special thing about this game. You use the whip. It's the iconic weapon of the game, so it's pretty basic. It's just go, go right until you get to the end, fighting and trying to live all all the way through 
So, um, with that being said, the controls of this game, I think, are actually still pretty good. Um, like I said, I would recommend that you play this with a proper controller. Don't You can get through it with handheld, but it gave me some frustrations for, for sure. I just felt like I could have had... It would have been better if I was just able to sit down and play it the way that you could. And it, I, I hear that it's the best to play it original with the D-pad if you can, but... Again, the, the Joy-Cons don't really have a great D-pad situation going on there. So, um, yes, again, I will recommend that. Don't do that. But this game has a lot of really good things. So, controls, I think, are still really good. It's not, like, incredible, but when you're comparing it from Castlevania, the original on the Nintendo, it is... It's, the original ones are almost unplayable, goddammit, because this one, you it, there's so much more you can do with this game. You can whip in all eight directions, which I know sounds crazy. You can't do that in the original. You can only go up directly to the right and behind you, and I think down, but yes, in this game, you get the option. You can whip in all the directions, and yes, that is like a must for this series. Like I'm, I'm kind of shocked that it took them this long to get to that point with the series, but yes, so that is a huge gain for the Castlevania series that you're able to do that, and sadly, some of the later games in the series or other games around this time that came out, they don't all have the control that Super Castlevania 4 has, so I can understand why this game is held so high in the series, because it's one of the best controlling games in the franchise, I would say, and yeah, they still hold up pretty well. I gotta shout out the Wiggly Whip thing, that's gotta be one of the most entertaining just fantastic, underratedly useful things about Super Castlevania 4. So, me grew, uh, growing up watching the the Angry Video Game Nerd things, he makes that very known that that is a mechanic in the game. And I tried it out immediately starting up the game. I was like, oh my goodness, there's the Wiggle Whip. And it yes, it is very satisfying. It's quite funny. So, you hold down the button and your whip just goes into, like, uh, I don't know, free use. And you just fucking wiggle your uh, Joy-Con around and it just spins and it's really, really satisfying. And I'll point out a couple times later throughout my playthrough of this game where it actually came in really, really good. It's a really useful uh, mechanic for the game. So the Wiggle Whip is unbelievable. So that is great. And you do actually have better control just in general of Simon when you jump. Like in the original Castlevania, when you jump... Uh, or maybe a better comparison is with Mario, like how you can lightly tap the jump button and you'll jump a little bit uh, lower. If you tap it hard, you'll jump higher and that kind of thing. You don't really have that control in the original Castlevania games, but you have a much better uh, sense of that control in Super Castlevania 4. It's still not perfect. Uh, I don't like to throw out that perfect world word very much, but it is still quite solid, but it, it still has a little bit of jank to it, but it is still uh, much, much improved over the original games, that's for sure. So I guess... I will mention now that I'm talking about the original series and um, this game. This game is basically a direct remake of the original Castlevania. So, I mean, you can play through the original for nostalgia uh, sakes or for the way that I played it. I just used it as a base to for comparison reasons to be like, wow, this Super Castlevania 4 is a massive upgrade over the original. So... You can skip the original series, but there is still a lot of charm to that original series. So um, I'm not going to say uh, skip it, but if you do, I understand why. But there's still some charm to that original series, I'm just saying. So 
with the wiggly whip being awesome let's talk about a couple things that i found still kind of annoying with super castlevania 4 first thing right out of the gate i just found out that uh, i found that your walk i just found walking around was slow i just found my movement speed in general was slow i was like man i'm dying for a run button and yeah i'm a little bit spoiled with new games nowadays with their silly dash mechanics and that silly running and all that stuff but yeah i mean you can't run in this game as as far as i'm concerned i didn't find no no freaking run button so yeah there was a few times that i found it kind of annoying that you kind of just power walk through the whole entire game so i wish there was some sort of dash mechanic some sort of speed walking something like that so yeah that was a little bit annoying playing through the game and having to go through a few of the levels a handful of times and not being able to move fast that was a little bit annoying um, getting knocked back is kind of um, kind of a staple of the Castlevania series. It's not as egregious in Super Castlevania 4 as it is in the original series, but it is still here. It's uh, There are still some times where you get knocked back into off of a ledge and you're just dead instantly. So <coughs> it's still in this game. It's still annoying when it happens, but um, definitely not as annoying but i still didn't like it i was like i just don't know why it's necessary even for the super nintendo like can i just go invisible for a second why do i have to jump three feet backwards like it's just an annoying mechanic and i don't like it so yeah i didn't like it either so i agree with most people who complain with that part of the game yeah it's pretty freaking annoying and the stairs the stairs again not as annoying as they were in castlevania the original games but it's still a problem here in this game, I found. Especially with me when I was playing with the analog stick. So many freaking times I would go up and downstairs when I didn't want to. And then not go up the freaking stairs when I would want to. So I found the stairs to be really freaking annoying. And uh, yeah, so that was a problem for me throughout the game. So uh, now that I've gotten those uh, few topics out of the way, let's kind of go through level by level my playthrough of Super Castlevania 4. And uh, in terms of the first three levels or so, it's pretty they're pretty simple, really really pretty looking levels, I would say. These ones really stood out to me. Just I was like, "Oh wow, this is a lot of greens and the grays uh, together. They just really popped out really nicely." So I thought the first few levels were were really nice. Um, lots of nice colors. The Medusa heads, I mean, oh man, I know the Medusa heads very well. I would imagine that anyone who has played Castlevania knows the Medusa heads. Yes, they are as annoying as I remember them being. They just kind of go in this really wavy pattern that's kind of hard to to um to dodge and yes uh they get they get introduced a little bit earlier than i was expecting to i'm like oh no you again i remember you from back in the day and now they're just as bad so fuck the medusa heads but they're not the only annoying freaking enemies in those early levels like it doesn't it gets pretty uh they get uh those annoying enemies show up fairly early in the game and annoying doesn't mean they're bad they're just they're designed they're like designed to be tricky and hard they're not supposed to be it's not an easy game so Castlevania never has been an easy franchise and Super Castlevania 4 uh, for me personally I'm just gonna say straight out 
there's no way I would have beaten it. I probably would have beaten it on the Super Nintendo originally if I was growing up with it, but I just didn't, I wouldn't have had the patience with that, or there's just too many other games to play, I just wouldn't have, I don't think I would have put in the time, but I'm a baby, and uh, thankfully in the Nintendo Switch you can save your game whenever, whenever you fucking want, it's awesome, so yeah, I'm a baby, I use save states like a, like a madman on this game, because I just wanted to experience it, and I didn't want to get frustrated, and I didn't want to spend, uh, a ridiculous amount of hours uh, just getting through this game because I'm terrible at it. I'm just I it's easier for me to admit that I'm terrible at retro video games and I'm a baby and I need save states. So is that okay for all of you out there that are oh you got to beat the game, you got to get good, but no, I don't, I don't have the time. There's too many video games to experience, man. So um yeah, I'm a baby. I use save states, okay? So let's get that out of the way. It's not an easy game. It's a pretty darn tricky game. Uh oddly, not the boss fight though i didn't find the boss fights all that difficult they were a little bit underwhelming in terms of difficulty but some of them uh, some of them were extremely hard so uh before i get all over the map let's just kind of let's slow it down let's back it up beep 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 let's back that bitch up a little bit and back to the first few levels so they were good so you're just kind of getting your your grasp you're learning how to use your whip um for me it was really basic for me because i've already again i've seen these videos i've seen castlevania stuff so many times so the first levels for me i've already seen these a lot they're pretty basic they look nice the care the enemies aren't too bad until you get introduced to the medusa heads and the other one that i drotted down here that were really annoying were those little bouncing frogs oh my goodness man I hate those little things. I hate things that are small and they hop around a lot. I do not like that. So the little hopping frogs, in a way, they're kind of like the ground version of Medusa heads. They were really annoying, so I didn't like them. And once you get to level 4, that's where I started like, oh yeah, this game is starting to open up. I've seen the the legendary mode 7 uh, spinning room, I mean, oh buddy, when I got there, I got the nostalgia, the goosebumps, you're just in this huge, well, I wouldn't say huge, you're just in this room, and it's rotating around with the mode 7 thing, so it's just, for its time, it's very, very impressive, it looks very cool, it stands out very much so, it's kind of an iconic part of the game, like, I remember seeing it a handful of times through videos and stuff like that, and it was cool going through it, now, it does suffer with a little bit of that slowdown so it's an older game but i mean it's kind of disappointing because this is a part of a package you would think that this kind of stuff would get cleaned up but i imagine it's just like a straight emulation but yes this super castlevania 4 even on the switch version that i was playing still had the slowdown when there's a whole bunch of things going on in the screen so during this section there was some slowdown but it was still really freaking awesome to look at after that, though, this is where, like, the game started getting... There's the first tricky part for me. There's, like, this rising platforms that are right after the Mode 7 spinning room. And it's kind of like a maze. I didn't really like that part too much. I got lost. And... You know, for the for me, just when I'm trying to get through a game, I'm not trying to rush through it, but for me, like, there's guides all over the place. I'm just going to watch a professional play it, so whenever I would get stuck or didn't really know what I was doing, instead of dying over and over and over again, I'm like, all right, show me what to do. That was kind of the first part where I needed a little bit of, like, oh, okay, what am I doing? Because I'm an idiot, all right? I'm an idiot. But, um... 
Then you get to the end boss, and this was the first boss in level four, was the first one. It made me go, ooh. I was like, ooh, this one's really cool. And he's like kind of the big sand monster thing. I was like, oh, damn, this guy is cool. He looks cool. He's really big and kind of colorful. He pops out on the screen. So when that dude showed up, I was like, oh, shit, this guy is impressive. And throughout the fight, as you're beating the shit out of him with your, your whip, he starts breaking down into smaller uh, versions of himself. So that was really cool. And dang, I guess before I get too darn far, I should talk about power-ups before we go too far. So, along with your whip, you are also going to find, uh, as you're breaking down candles and beating uh, enemies and stuff like that, you will find power-ups throughout this game, kind of like side weapons. So you'll have things like the knife, which just kind of you throw it and it goes in a straight line. You get the kind of, I think it's a cross. You can throw it. It's like a boomerang. You throw it, it goes out and it comes back. That one's awesome. You get the holy water, which is kind of like a bomb. Basically, you throw it, it explodes. Uh, But it's holy water. So it's, yeah, it's a vampire. It's really cool. Uh, there's like a necklace you can find it just wipes out all the enemies on the screen so yeah these power-ups are good the classic axe i mean how can you forget about the axe you just you throw it and it goes in an arching fashion not my favorite but at times it could be really really useful honestly i think my favorite power-up would be the cross it's just it's really useful when you can get two hits for the most part on most enemies you can throw it and it comes back boom you get two hits so i really enjoyed using the cross throughout the game but I used all the power-ups, like I said. All the power-ups have their uses. And uh, the only thing that would suck is when you accidentally pick up a power-up that you didn't really want. Like, whenever I had the cross, sometimes I would accidentally pick up the knife. You're like, oh, crap. Like, I didn't want the knife. But it's like, eh, I'll use the knife. It's not like, oh, my game is over. I need to restart the level. But, yeah, I mean, I found the cross to be the best weapon. Which weapon was your favorite if you played through Castlevania 4? Let me know. So... We move on now. I skipped through. I didn't. Well, I, I played through level five, and level six was my first like rage quitting moment. Like I got, oh my goodness, was there ever at least for me personally a difficulty spike when I got to level six? So level six has like so many of these floating fucking ghosts all over the place, and it just remind this level reminded me of like why I could never get through Super Mario World on Super Nintendo. Once you get to that castle with the green like circles and if you t- like the green bubbles or whatever in Super Mario, that's where like me as a kid, I was like I could never fucking get through those parts, but I saw these things, I was like, "Oh no, not bubbles again." And they do the really annoying pattern and there's just an abundance of fucking enemies in on this in this level man so you got these floating ghosts all over the place you got these gas bubbles floating all over there's flying bats there's knights that are throwing axes and for some reason there's like chandeliers that fall down and when they hit the ground they spew out a little uh, just a you could barely see it but this little fireball that comes out of it and it'll hurt you and like for like six times i was like what the fuck is hurting me like oh it's the little fire that shoots out of it not the chandelier itself but like oh my god dude this level took me uh like a a dozen maybe two dozen times to finally fucking get through it and i save stated my ass through this level dude like oh my god and on top of that not only was this section extremely fucking hard the boss of this section was lame as hell and it's the the stupid flying ghosts like i got there i was like all right what kind of sweet boss are we gonna have here i'm expecting these bosses to increase in difficulty and scale and all this and then we get these two fucking floating 
normal douchey ghosts that just spin around in circles. They disappear, and then they show up in some other area floating around in circles. It was lame as fuck. It was kind of difficult because you have to... You kind of have to convince the or like persuade them to go to one side. You have to kind of climb up the platform and jump over them. And the jump is a little bit tricky. Yeah, it took me a couple times to get through them. I just fuck level six. Level six was terrible. It almost made me quick quit, but I I finally got through it. Oh, it was a close one though. So level seven. Oh, jeez, just a, this uh, this area. Oh man, this area, like this was a chunk of the this part was fucking hard, man. So. Level 7 is the area with all the fucking stairs and the bookcases and there's like these books that are flying all over the place and they'll just fuck I don't really know what sets them off like like I didn't know like whatever whenever you get close enough to them they just fucking fire at you they're really tricky to jump over and there's a whole bunch of them honest to god man the only way I got through it I just got lucky I just kept jumping off of the platforms just avoiding as much of the stairs and the enemies that I could and thankfully you you weren't dying because you were going downward for some reason so thankfully the screen wasn't killing you but yeah man that was a really fucking tricky part I did not like that part of the game at all but uh, I did like the area boss in this one. It was like that big badass looking knight with an axe. Andy has a sword. He was he was super easy, but I thought he looked he was one of the cooler looking bosses. I was like, oh shit! I thought he was going to be hard harder. I was a little bit let down with this boss in terms of the difficulty. But honestly, at this point, with level six and level seven just fucking kicking my ass, I was a little bit thankful for this boss being easy because he looked really he looked pretty intimidating. But uh, he looked. Cool. I'll give him that. He looked really cool. And then level eight. Oh, buddy, this one was really fucking cool looking. It had a. I really liked the design of it. Had a lot of really cool details in the background, and um, yeah, just really liked this level. But those fucking eyeball enemies. Oh my god, they were freaking annoying, dude. Oh my goodness. I basically. I just hate anything that flies around. Like, oh, those things were just driving me nuts. But they weren't. They weren't too bad. And then. You get treated to the Frankenstein monster. It was a really easy boss, but it's kind of an iconic boss, especially in the original Castlevania. He was way, way harder than in the original Castlevania because he has the, like, Igor's little assistant that he throws around, and that thing's really annoying. So, thankfully, he was nowhere near as hard in this one. He looked really good. I mean, he definitely looked like Frankenstein's monster, but... um. Yeah, I like that boss, thankfully. At this point, again, I was kind of thankful for a semi-easy boss. It was a satisfying boss fight. And now, well, thankfully, because now we're starting to get into the harder stuff. But uh, not really level 9, though. I guess not really. Uh, But this one was awesome. This one was, like, just the jewel covered. Like, everything was gold. Really nice-looking level. And even the boss. The boss was that, like, jewel bat that was just made out of jewels. I mean, it is what it is. It's called exactly what it is. Looked great. The the level, the boss room or whatever, it looked really cool. You're in this, like, treasure room. I thought it was good. The boss fight, though, was super duper easy. Really, really fucking easy boss fight. Went down, I believe, first try. Like, I'm not bragging, but it was, it was that easy. Like, even I was able to beat it in one or two tries. And then f- level 10, bro. Level 10 hits with the nostalgia. Oh my goodness. Because it has the gears. And the gears is like the, the image of Castlevania growing up for me that is like seared into my brain. I remember jumping on those fucking gears and I remember it being really difficult. So when I got to level 10, I was like, oh, the gears. And, and not only do the gears 
kick up the nostalgia. The music in this level just fucking hits on a different level. Like, oh my goodness. Excellent level. I think this is probably my favorite one. And then you get the bo- the mummy boss, which I thought was also really good, but it was easy, which is fine. I'm not saying that's not a negative. I was just like, oh shit. I was I was just expecting shit to be really fucking hard all throughout. But the mummy boss, I really like the mummy boss. I like the look of them. It's definitely a mummy. You can tell it's a mummy, and that's good. I like that they kind of do the Marvel, or not the Marvel, no, no, no. The Universal uh, original movie monsters. Frankenstein. I don't think there's a wolf man in it, but I think there's wolves. Anyway, and then, of course, Dracula, Frankenstein, the mummy. That's really cool. So I like that touch. And, of course, you got the mummy here, and that was fun. Level uh, level 11, uh, the fall away stair section, man. Oh my goodness. I struggled very much so with this. Uh, kind of goes back to mostly me struggling with the analog controls uh, and just not really being able to have those controls cooperate with me going up the fucking stairs. So yes, this part was really painful for me to get through. I should have just buckled down and fucking... Sat down with my with my, with my pro controller and just did it the way I should have done it. But I just really wanted to play it handheld. I really love playing my Switch handheld. I love it. But um, yeah, that part for me was fucking tough. So those are all the main levels. And now we get to the finale. And the finale, oh my goodness, was it ever a freaking finale, man. It was tough. But I was I was determined at this point, man. I did almost quit. I thought I didn't think I had it in me to do it, but I just, you know, I went old school. I just, okay, try again, try again, try again, and just try and get the pattern down. I watched a couple videos and watched someone who was good at the game do it and try to copy what they did, but uh, for the most part, I would kind of screw myself at times with the save states, and uh, I wouldn't have the power up or the, the whatever, the power up, the secondary weapon that the person was using to really great effect. So sometimes I would have to go in there without one and I would just have my whip. So uh, yeah, I had some challenges here going down the final stretch, but oh dude, it's it really kicks off in uh, really kicking my ass right out of the gate with that first boss. Uh, that It kind of looks like a Metroid boss or something, but the dude with the spear, oh my god, dude, that... That guy was so insane. Like, he has such insane reach, and he's so fast. Like, oh my goodness. I complained about the walking speed, and this one, it pushes it, bro. Like, oh, you can just barely, just barely get away from his reach. I believe, like, I thought at first it was really unfair of a fight until I learned that you can just fucking uh, kneel. You could just kneel, and uh, you could basically avoid most of his most of his stuff. So thankfully, the internet comes in again, and someone that knows what they're doing has learned a really neat trick of the game. Help me out, get through this fight, because that motherfucker was kicking my ass. And of course, he's not done yet. He has a second phase. Thankfully. Once I I learned the kneeling trick, the second phase was nowhere near as hard as the first phase. And honestly, after you learn the kneeling trick, that that first boss isn't that bad. But he's I would say he's one of the most badass looking things in this game. That dude looked cool as fuck. And we're not done with the challenge yet, man. Oh my god. So right after those two, that double boss fight, you move into the fucking legendary fight with Death himself. And oh my god, he is hard as fuck fuck i don't know if i i as far as i know he's not anywhere near as hard 
as the death fight in the original Castlevania, but this motherfucker ain't fucking around either, man. Oh my god. And he was really just, he was an annoying fight. Uh, to redo over and over again, mostly because he'll do this spinning scythe move, and it just takes forever. Like, I didn't see a way that I can really... I don't know. I wasn't fucking around with it. He just spins his scythe. You basically have to go all the way, slowly walk all the way over to the other side of the room, kneel down until he does it twice. Uh, Excuse me. And it takes a really long time. So, uh, that part... I mean, if that part didn't exist, it would have been a lot more of uh, just an enjoyable fight, but... Yes, uh, Death is a motherfucker in this game. He is hard. Thankfully, though, the wiggle whip trick comes in handy here. So the hardest part, I would say, of the Death fight is that he's throwing these little scythes around. And they're they're really tricky to dodge. But if you hold down your, uh, your whatever, the whip button, you hold it down and you activate the wiggle whip. And you just kind of hold it up in the air. It'll block all the size for you. So it's like, just get out of the way, hold up your fucking whip, and it'll just block all of them. So that strategy really helped me get through it. It still didn't make it, like, guarantee you're going to beat him every single time. It's still quite difficult. But, Jesus, man, without that wiggle trip, uh, the wiggle whip trick, I, I don't think I was going to be able to do it, man. I was about to tap out. And then, yeah, I had to watch some videos and watch someone, again, who knew what they were doing, beat death and i was like holy crap so i finally got through that son of a bitch and oh dude i don't want to oh my gosh he was so freaking hard but it was a it was a good fight like it was a fun fight other than the spinning thing it was really fucking satisfying to beat him i'm not gonna say i was like over the moon satisfied like i was when i beat some of the harder souls bosses that i've beaten over the last decade or so but it was satisfying i was quite satisfying and no you're not done yet baby you still got one more fight you got the final boss boss fight against dracula and buddy it's tough (laughs) he's fucking hard too thankfully though they do give you like you can get a power up and you can replenish your hearts so i guess again something that i missed and i'll mention now hearts don't replenish your health they are basically a a version of ammo like bullets so you collect hearts to give you more uses of your uh, extra power and then of course you get the classic I, I believe it's a pork chop everyone that looks like a roasted turkey leg or whatever but it, they say it's a pork chop you find those you smash away at hidden walls and stuff you'll find meat in the walls and that is what refills your health so thankfully they give you a few of those to uh, help you replenish some of all the assets that you've probably lost fighting through all those bosses and then you get the fight fucking dracula oh my god just a boss rush here at the end i'm not a big fan of that kind of shit but for here it makes sense for the time like games can't be that long so they have to make them quite difficult so i I understand it i think the hardest part about the the fight against dracula is those god those stupid fucking flaming skulls that he sends out they are relentless they will just fucking track you down so you really i found a rhythm that i got into where i just i got the right movements where i would move the specific way and i would be able to line them up where i i can whip my whip and take both the skulls out with one hit and uh yeah those things can go straight to freaking hell otherwise the the fight overall with dracula yes it was tough but it wasn't the hardest fight i thought in the game i think i had a harder time with death and uh the first guy until i figured out how to beat him but yeah death was still challenging um i i thought it was actually quite a good fight the music is incredible and uh he just brings up like those fire 
pillars. They're pretty easy to dodge. The lightning strikes, again, are fairly easy to dodge. The thing that caused me the most anxiety were those floating fucking skulls all over the place that never stopped chasing you down. So, yeah, I, I, it took me a handful of times to finally defeat Dracula, but I took him down. And honestly, I was expecting, like, I was a little let down that he didn't turn into the cookie monster looking thing. Because in the original Nintendo version, he has, I don't remember if it's two or three versions, but he definitely turns into a cookie monster type looking demon thing. And I was expecting another version of... I don't know, I thought he was, a Dracula was going to turn into some form of monster, but no, I think they were like, okay, you know, five boss fights or whatever, that's good enough, we're, we're, we'll leave him at that, and that is the end of the game, ladies and gentlemen, and, um, ah, I felt, <laughs> ah, I felt really good about, um, finally beating this game, it really feels good to finally, I wish I played it earlier, I really do, I felt, um, it just, it was just, uh, I'm cheap, man. I'm cheap, and I couldn't find it. It was hard. It's hard to find, and the uh, the ending credit sequence with this game really awesome. Just the little bit of a slideshow of uh, you going through all the levels, and yeah, that was really nice. A really nice touch, and of course with all the music and the weird names in the credits, which for some reason that's just a Castlevania thing. They like to make weird little kind of silly jokes in the credits anyway it was fun it was a it was a fun game man i don't know if i would like it's definitely not my favorite super nintendo game of all time now i still have a lot of super nintendo games to go back and finish but i still really liked super castlevania 4 now honestly i would say if i spent like 60 plus dollars on the cart of this I probably would have been disappointed with it, but in terms of, like, I get the collection, I get Super Castlevania 4, I get Castlevania 1, 2, and 3, and I get the Genesis game, the Rondua Blood or whatever, which is a really rare game, so in terms of that, I mean, what a fucking deal, like, for sakes of my nostalgia finally getting to knock off a game that has been on my retro bucket list forever i was immensely satisfied with this package in term like you can't go wrong with the with the castlevania package if you want to play the original castlevanias i don't there's there's no better way to play it than on nintendo switch with uh modern controls and save states and all that great stuff but yeah dude i really did like my time with castlevania i don't think it's um i don't think it's uh something that it stands up like I think it stands up it's not something that I would be like you have to play this game I think it's something that I would recommend for retro gamers it's not something that uh I don't know I don't think it's something that you would necessarily have to go out buy a Super Nintendo for it and spend all the money for that and for the most part you don't have to do that with any of the games anymore you don't even have to do that with Earthbound and technically yes I understand with the internet and all that stuff you don't have to do that with any game but I think for the price and the easiness the accessibility of how easy it is to get it on N Nintendo Switch absolutely worth playing through Super Castlevania 4. It's fun, it's challenging. Uh, in terms of things that I, I didn't, let's just talk about, let's get the bad things that I thought I didn't like overall throughout the game. And um, I'm not going to give this game a score because it's just too hard. I don't like scoring games that are retro. I'm just going to, I'm just going to give it a recommendation. I, I, I recommend that you give this game a shot. It's short, it's with a little bit of challenge, it's really 
easy to get your hands on and I think you'll have a good time with it. The music alone, like, I mean, the music alone is worth going and listening to. So, um, but the only things that I didn't like, I didn't like that there was still slowdown in this game and in the package. You would think that they would have cleaned that up in the, in the modern upgrade of the package, but it is what it is. And I feel like the graphics, they aren't incredible, but they honestly didn't bother me. But if someone said like, ooh, like, oh, those are kind of ugly. And if, you know, if it was a younger person that said that, I'd be like, okay, I understand that. But, you know, I still, I still thought they were fine. Didn't bother me at all. The only thing I, I thought that the character model of Simon himself could have used a little bit of a, a sprucing up for at least, cause like I said, you're looking at him for the most part of the game. I thought he would have looked a little bit better. But otherwise, that's basically, and like the the stairs, the, some of the controls were kind of showing their age, at least, I don't know. I can kind of chalk it up for me playing with analog controls. If you're going to play it, try your best to play it with uh, a D-pad the way that it should be played. I just, I didn't, I just didn't, okay? So uh, I will not take off too much for that anyway. But uh, the things that are great about this game still, like I said, music outstanding music i thought the controls and the level design even though it would annoy me but i thought the way that they were placing enemies perfectly like i'm gonna jump and that enemy is gonna be right there and you gotta be on your toes so i thought the enemy placement was well done they were perfectly placed they're like oh they know you're gonna land right there and boom there's that guy he's waiting right for you it wasn't like old school nintendo where they just pop up out of nowhere they were there like it, you know it's a little bit of trial and error but um i thought the level design was really good it was fun i, I honestly thought there was going to be more in terms of like uh, kind of cool mechanics. Like, they didn't really visit back much to the Mode 7 stuff. There was only kind of that one little hallway where it was spinning and really impressive. And there was the one level where you use, like, you can use your whip to hook on to, like, these hooks, and you hang on. It's, I don't know, I, I was expecting more of that kind of stuff. I thought they were going to do more with that. There was a level where you just kind of hang on to it, and it rotates, and it's like, oh, oh, okay. Like, it's it's cool, I guess, for the time. You were probably like, ooh, look at the room spinning. For me, I was like, oh, like, it's cool. I understand it. I was just, I thought there would have been a little bit more of it. So that kind of stuff was a little bit underwhelming, but... Yeah, man, I think Castlevania 4 still holds up, worth for a play today, and again, with that package, you get the opportunity to go back, and I would suggest play the original Castlevania first, give that one a shot, and you will probably enjoy Castlevania 4 that much more. I just I just wanted to play Castlevania 4, man. I honestly just couldn't wait. I played Castlevania, the original one, in the package after I beat it, and I got through the first level, and I was like, I'm good, I'm, I'm okay, so no disrespect to that original it's just there's super castlevania 4 i mean there's not a whole lot of reason other than nostalgia to play the original one but there you go everybody that is my experience with super castlevania 4 it's uh, a game i've been meaning to play for a very long time so i have a few games here if you want to chime in there's a few games uh, another few retro games on my backlog that I would like to get into and if you would like to pick one and I will play through that one and I will do an episode for you within a month I will say so I'm gonna throw out a couple games here for you if any of those tickle your pickle or tickle your interest throw me a message and uh, we will look into doing that for an episode for you so some games on the retro backlog that I want to go back and and play for the first time or beat for the first time and do an episode on it are 
Super Mario World on the Super Nintendo, Mega Man X on the Super Nintendo. I think a lot of these are Super Nintendo games. Wanted to do Super uh, Super Metroid. Yeah, I think we're starting to run into a little bit of a pattern here. And um, I think that's it for right now. So I'll throw out those three for right now. Um, hold on. I will just check my list and see if there's anything else I want to shout out. Okay, I got one more. And a Donkey Kong Country 3. So I never actually beat Donkey Kong Country 3. Never played Mega Man X before. I played a little bit of Super Metroid, never beat it. And Super Mario World, I played a ton growing up, but I have never beaten it before. So if any of those games are interesting to you, send me a message on Twitter. You could send me an email, or you can message me on YouTube. All the links are down below. I hope you enjoyed Super Castlevania 4. And if um, if you haven't played it before, I hope I did a good enough job in convincing you to give it a shot. I think it's well worth the... I can't even remember. I think it was like $10. It's super cheap. You can get it on sale all the time on Nintendo Switch. So it's it's a worthwhile package to have just sitting there on your Nintendo Switch. It's, it's very awesome to have that kind of thing just on the go. I think it's really fucking cool. So... There you go. Let me guys know if you grew up with Super Castlevania 4 and uh, your memories with Castlevania. I am interested to uh, check out the Game Boy Advance Castlevania games. The next time I see that package on sale, I will be picking it up. So uh, let me know if you have any thoughts on those games as well. And again... Check out the YouTube channel playing through Detroit Become Human, and uh, you can check out the WrestleCast I do every Saturday. I recap all of the wrestling that I watch throughout the week, all the WWE shows and AEW shows, and we have a very, very, very big week or two here coming up for Wrestling Man. WrestleMania is right around the corner. They have an NXT pay-per-view right around the corner. I am going to the Forbidden Door pay-per-view in Toronto in the this summer, so it's going to be a wild wild summer and uh, it's going to be a fun adventure for the WrestleCast coming up here. We're going to have the Wrestling Award Show coming up in April so you can look forward to that and if you have any suggestions for cool, fun uh, best of or worst of awards you would like me to hand out for wrestling this year, throw out some suggestions. I already have a whole uh, bunch of them kind of listed here together but just let's have a talk about it. It'll be a lot of fun. So look forward to that show coming up here in a few weeks. I am extremely excited, man. Uh, going to be a big, big week for a big time here. Big month, I would say, for wrestling. It's going to be a lot. And hockey as well, man. I do a hockey show every Wednesday if you're interested in that. Go through all the news in hockey. Talk about mostly the Canadian hockey teams, kind of specifically the Toronto Maple Leafs and Calgary Flames. And we're ramping up for playoffs here, man. We're not far away from playoff time, so... Uh, yeah, it's going to be a busy season here coming up. It is now springtime, so this is freaking awesome. I'm feeling that spring energy, baby, even though it is sadly Monday today. But uh, hopefully, I'm hoping that this podcast is giving you some energy to get through whatever you're doing today. Whether you're at work, you're doing a workout, or you're just hanging out, listening to me. I mean, thank you so much for listening. You guys are awesome. And uh, looking forward to this spring, man. It's going to be a big, big few, a big spring for the podcast. We're just about ready to wrap up my first season of the podcast and I feel like I'm going to be ending it out with that award show the wrestling award show so be ending it there if you have game suggestions any questions uh, related to video games wrestling or hockey you want to be involved with the show send me a question I'll answer it on the show if you want me to or we can just have a private talk just let me know that would be awesome so I am going to call it a day thank you everybody so much for listening and go out there buy yourself some Super Castlevania 4 because I still think that bitch holds up very steady today and enjoy some of the freaking music because it's 
fan freaking tastic. Have a great day, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>